0: This is The Space Shot, Episode 74 for July 27, 2017. The Space Shuttle Gets Grounded and the Comet. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. In the days after Discovery started its return to flight mission, NASA ground crews were examining all of the photographs and telemetry of the launch to check for anything suspicious. NASA was taking these precautions to prevent the type of disaster that caused Columbia to break apart on re-entry. During that launch, Columbia's leading edge of her wing was impacted by a piece of foam insulation from the big orange-colored external fuel tank. The foam damaged the carbon heat shield, and upon re-entry, that section failed. Columbia broke up on re-entry due to the damage it had sustained during launch. Thankfully, the pieces of foam that fell off the external fuel tank during Discovery's launch didn't impact the orbiter. NASA still saw fit to ground the shuttle fleet in the wake of this development, since it had just spent the previous two years fixing the original foam problems. There would not be another launch for nearly a year, as NASA continued to mitigate the issues with the foam insulation on the big external tank. According to a NASA press release, the foam that fell off the external tank measured between, quote, 24 to 33 inches long, 10 to 13 inches wide, and 2.5 and to 8 inches thick, and was seen by high resolution camera equipment added to the shuttle system after the loss of Columbia in 2003. In addition to the foam loss on the external tank, there was also an incident involving some of the thermal tiles on the shuttle. There were gap fillers that were protruding from between the tiles that made up the shuttle's heat shield, and according to NASA, quote, it was decided to allow Robinson, one of the STS-114 astronauts, the attempt to pull out the protruding gap fillers with his hands or forceps, or if needed, remove the protrusions with a hacksaw. The astronauts received training on using the robotic arm and worked on assembling a hacksaw if they should need it. The EVAs during STS-114 had astronauts taking the time to test repair techniques that were developed to fix orbiters after launch should the need arise. One final historical note for today, on July 27, 1949, the de Havilland Comet flew for the first time. The Comet was the first commercial jetliner and had cruising speeds that shattered those of its propeller-driven relatives. To this day, the Comet remains one of the most visually striking aircraft, due in large part to its four engines being blended into the wing of the aircraft. Check out today's show notes and my Instagram feed if you want to see what I'm talking about. The Comet almost looks like something out of Star Wars, and the combination of a lot of polished aluminum and the engines in the wing give it the look of something that could leave this planet and jump right into hyperspace. The first variant of the Comet was plagued by structural issues, Stresses on the airframe led to numerous incidents of catastrophic failure, cabin decompression, and metal fatigue. A variant of the Comet was used by the Royal Air Force. The Hawker Sidley Nimrod was a patrol aircraft that served as platforms for intelligence gathering and aerial early warning and control missions. Now before you go asking why someone would name a plane designed for finding and tracking enemy aircraft Nimrod, remember that Nimrod was a mighty hunter. He wasn't a dork or Nimrod, as Bugs Bunny would say, and how we generally use the word today was influenced not by the actual history of the name, but by Bugs Bunny. The comet was in active use up until 1997, and Nimrod saw use in the Royal Air Force until 2011. If you have ideas for the show, reach out to me. You can find me just about anywhere at John molnix I'd love to chat. Share this episode with your friends, family, or anyone that enjoys podcasts. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute to leave a rating, and it makes a huge difference by helping even more people find the show. Tomorrow, Ranger 7 and aircraft navigation and safety. I'm John Molnix and I'll catch you on the flip side.